Welcome back to Gabbing with Gabe. I'm your host, Gibson Johns. And today we have an interview with Crystal Kong Minkoff of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has been an interesting one. I feel like personally, it's been pretty solid, but it's certainly not what we thought it would be. When news broke over the summer that Kyle and Mauricio were separating and the press breathlessly covered Kyle's friendship with country singer Morgan Wade, cameras picked back up to catch the ensuing fallout or fallout is what it seemed would happen. I feel like since then, it's been pretty stagnant in terms of the actual updates on Kyle and Mauricio's marriage. They're still separated. They're still maintaining that a divorce is not necessarily coming, but we shall see. The trailer for the season also placed a lot of focus on Kyle and Mauricio's shocking marriage troubles. And we've definitely gotten moments where the lead up and hints of those issues have taken center stage. Like there was that weird conversation between Kyle and Mauricio about Kyle's tattoos early on in the season. Dorit and Sutton have both kind of separately been asking Kyle about her marriage. And we have gotten a couple of one-on-one scenes with Morgan and Kyle, but the season hasn't been overtly about Kyle's marriage, which is been somewhat of a surprise. You know, the season has featured plenty of other dynamics, Sutton Kyle's friendship issues, questions about Sutton's drinking, Dorit and Kyle's weird dynamic continuing to play out, Sutton and all the Magic Mike stuff in Vegas, Erica and Denise's very uneven fight. And I think it's provided for like a fun, unexpected grab bag of a season so far. And, you know, as was evident from everything that happened on Salt Lake City this season, it's actually refreshing when the unexpected happens on these shows and and the seasons don't necessarily play out exactly how coverage on social media might make it seem like they will. And to me, that's notable not just because the focus hasn't been squarely on Kyle Mauricio, but also because it's definitely a big change from what we expect as viewers of Beverly Hills, which, if you think about it, has largely featured essentially like single issue seasons over the past several years. So like season nine was Puppygate, season 10 was Denise and Brandy, season 11 was about Erica and Tom's divorce and their legal troubles. Season 12 was about Kathy and Kyle and Rinna and the Aspen trip. And season 13 we thought would be all about Kyle and Mauricio, but as I just said, it hasn't been. And while Crystal's home was the location of the very spicy Taco Tuesday event that's played out on the past two episodes, Crystal herself has largely remained sort of out of the fray when it comes to most of the drama. But as she teases in this upcoming interview, that's going to change for the back half of the season when she says that she's very much in the thick of it, presumably with Anne-Marie, the new housewife who has gotten next to no screen time. You know, I've interviewed Crystal for all three of her seasons of Beverly Hills, and this was undoubtedly our best one yet. You know, I said this to her at the end of our chat, but to me, she's giving off much more confident, self-assured energy this season. And that makes me really happy to see, honestly. You know, it seemed as though she was having a more uneven experience during her first two seasons, which is why I asked her during those first two seasons when I would interview her if she'd be up for another season, if she would be up for another go round. And, you know, this time I didn't even really think about asking that question because it's clear to me that she's much more content and accepting of like what this show is and what it requires of its cast members. And I felt like before she was more hesitant to embrace that. You know, she's gotten the hang of it and then some. And I'm excited to see her continue to sink her teeth into this experience experience for the rest of the season and hopefully going forward. You know, we talked a lot about her evolving experience in the show over the past few years and how she's learned to carry herself in front of the cameras, as well as obviously some more specific topics like her recent drama with Gertie from The Real Housewives of Miami. And for those who missed that press cycle, it kind of came and went. But Gertie said in a podcast and to me on a trip that I took recently to Miami during our puzzle with uh, Threads and Meta that Crystal had uninvited her from a gathering at her house before Kathy Hilton's Christmas party back in December. And that was because Larsa was also there. 
Andy Cohen asked Crystal about it on Watch Rapids Live after Gertie had taken it public, where she shared her side of the story. Basically, it boils down to the fact that Larsa had been involved in the get-together from the beginning because she lives on Crystal Street, yada, yada, yada. But I was curious if she and Gertie have spoken since, sort of privately. We also got into Denise fighting with Erica, Sutton and Kyle fighting like sisters, Dorit and Garcelle's clashing at Taco Tuesday, and much more. Anyway, enjoy my interview with Crystal Kungminkoff. Tune in to The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on Bravo Wednesdays at 8 p.m. And please rate, review, and subscribe to Gabbing with Gib wherever you listen to your podcast. I want to gab. Okay, today we're gabbing with Crystal Kung Minkoff, who is in her third season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is in the midst of another landmark season. Crystal and I have done an interview for each of her seasons on the show, and I'm so excited to be getting time with her once again. There's so much to love about her and her family and what she brings to the show. Crystal, I'm really happy to have some time with you. How are you? Happy New Year. How's it going? Happy New Year. Everything's going really well. Beautiful out in LA, so can't complain. Good. What's, what's your mindset right now? I mean, we're we're recording this on the 3rd of January and it's been a little bit it's been a couple of weeks since the show has even aired but we're in the middle of the season so what where's your mind at right now well i've had a very low key first half of the season um but i also knew that <laughs> uh because i was there so i'm sort of bracing myself for a second half in which it's a lot less low key for me nonetheless still a big smile on my face and i feel comparatively it's the last 2 years really good Good, good. So it's it's less low key for you, yeah. meaning that you have more sort of interpersonal conflict that we're going to see. Or wh- what do you mean by that? I have a, a lot, lot of drama. drama coming up. Yeah, but that's okay. It's gonna, you know, I my thing is like I'll speak when I feel really strongly about something. Yeah. I'm also not someone that like needs to hear myself say, you know, um, like many of the women. But I now <laughs> see that that's like a you know can be hard because you can't be in my head. You can't hear my thoughts only I can so I see that like that's maybe like something I need to do better at is you know saying how I feel but um when I'm passionate about something it's hard to like hold back so so you're gonna voice something about something somebody else says or does potentially <laughs> okay okay I'm, 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 uh, you know okay. and I just feel like you know defensive of some people and you know just I always think of myself as someone who's on the right side of history and okay for- and uh, that's just who I am. Because at the end of the day, when all this is over, you know, you have to go to bed at night. You have to put your head down on the pillow and say, like, am I an honest person? Am I a good person? And that's really the most imp- important thing for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, and, I, and I would agree with that on the right side of history comment. Uh, I was going to bring this up later, but I think you just kind of alluded to it. You did a great long sit down with Nick Vile on his podcast. And and at the very beginning, he was like, he called you the quiet housewife. And and you said that was something you wear with a badge of honor. And I don't know if I would necessarily say like you're the quiet housewife. I feel like you pick your moments really well, you know, and I feel like you and in, you insert your opinion on things when the time is right. I think as we just discussed, is that is that just what you meant by that? Like, is it I don't know. Has it been a difficult learning curve to sort of know when those right times are? Because it's being on TV is a little bit different than just going to dinner with friends off camera, right? That's. I mean, that's exactly it. Is that you know when you're amongst like you know off camera with your friends, you know there's you know I'm having a conversation with my friends and I feel like someone has said something that I already feel or you know it's like like okay I'll you just I'm just more quiet and it's um, and so when you film a show like this. You know, you can feel energetically people are trying to get their moments. I'm not someone who does that. I just feel like if I have a moment, it's just 
natural. It's, it's going to present itself. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not ever looking for one. But I also see that is sometimes a challenge for the show. So that, yeah, that's my learning yeah. curve. And, uh, but, you know, like I said, second half is really where if I feel passionate about something or it's just a natural, you know, that I have to say something, I will. Right. So, you know, you, it seems like you kind of more react in the moment to something that comes up, but do you ever go into like a filming a scene or a dinner or just a hangout where like, you're like, I need to ask that, that, that person about that one thing and like, just find a way to get to that. Yeah. When I really have a question or something doesn't add up for me, of course, I find my moment in there. When it's banter or when it's just arguing to argue sake, like I I just find no interest. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and it is for some and I think it's entertaining and it's, but um, it has to be authentic to me. So of course. Yeah. Early on, Crystal, I feel like it it was hard to not recognize that like you weren't getting as much airtime as some of the other people on the show. And I think that, that I think that's something you've maybe commented on, maybe like on Instagram or something. I, I forget where I saw you address that, but it was clear that like, and that's obviously a, you know, a factor of being on an ensemble show is like some people get more airtime at different points, but it felt like kind of especially apparent. I feel like in those co- first couple episodes, why do you think that was, or like what, and what, what was your reaction to watching some of those early episodes? Cause I think that now it feels a little different, but it was just those, it felt like we weren't seeing you enough in those first couple yeah. episodes. Um, I, I can't like blame the edit or anything like that. Like, I'm just, like I said, I'm just a little more quiet than the rest of the crew. And so there's only 40 minutes yeah. per week that, you know, that there's, and if someone else is really going in there, then of course that they're going to show that. Um, I also didn't really have much conflict in the beginning. And so that's just. Yeah. The nature of the show. Yeah, nature of the show. But no, I don't think it's, I, I can't, it's not the edit. It's, I think it's, I'm just quieter. That's all. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's not totally fair. Like I said, you know, second half, I'm, you know, other yeah. people much more quiet. So maybe they're just, you know, it, you can't have everyone have, yeah. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a moment on the on a recent after show episode where everyone's sort of discussing the comment that Dorit made about Sutton pouring vodka in her coffee. And then you re- told Sutton about the comment. And I thought what, what was really interesting about that setup was that you are paired with Dorit in the after show. So you were kind of you. It was kind of like a mini reunion moment where you had to kind of address it head on with each other. What was that yeah. like to film that little moment? Because, again, it was sort of just a mini reunion and you had to explain it. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Because when I went into the after show, I like, you don't know what you're going to talk about. Like they ask you everything. So it wasn't really like something that I felt like that was combative. I just was very clear that that happened. But as you watch, when you were at at taco night, when she said it again to me, and I kind of was like, let me get this clear. I actually started getting confused because you don't see her relentlessly saying she doesn't say it and they made it up. So by that time, it might've been the sixth, seventh, eighth time that she said she wow. never said it. So then I started to question myself, like, cause I don't get to watch back. Of course. You know, that conversation at Kyle's house was far longer than the three minutes they showed. So it was one of many comments. So I just brought that one up. I was like that, that, you know, kind of hit me. But by the eighth, ninth time, I'm like, did she, like, I started, you know, and I don't, I don't want to be someone that, you know, I, I take pride in being honest and yeah. direct and um, being really clear about things. So I kind of felt gaslit. I was like, what is happening here? Of course, when you go to the after show, it's it's by that time, it's pretty clear that, you know, what I said was, you know, true. exactly true. Um, so when it <laughs> happened, she was saying it, I did feel like she was slightly 
backing up in that moment as opposed to like when we're actually filming. She was like, I didn't say that. Why is Crystal stirring the pot? I'm like, I literally told her once. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then if you don't like, you could have just said, look, I said it and that's how you feel. Or I said it and I'm sorry. But it just, she just kept turning it on to me and trying to deflect what she actually said. And, you know, what what they say, don't kill the messenger. Right. Exactly. You can try to keep shooting at me, but (laughs) you're not going to, you're not going to hit it. But so do you, do you feel like you two squash that in, in that, in that moment? Like, I don't feel like that was beef. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't beef, but I feel like she, she was sort of holding it against you that you repeated it, even though she did say yeah. it and you repeated and you repeated it verbatim, basically. Um, I don't know if it's squash. I mean, okay. So bad I said There's it. Little, right. Yeah, if she's still pissed, then she's pissed. I mean, uh yeah. I'm not gonna change how I feel about it. So right. I, and she said it and it was very clear she said it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm curious what you think of, of Sutton's sort of uh not strategy, that's the wrong word, but her 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 thing this season of repeating a, the same phrase over and over again. It's happened twice this this season. What do you what do you make of that as a good friend of hers? Yeah, well, you know, when she says name um, obviously we were not there, only Kyle was there. Mm-hmm. So when she did the second one, I, I it wasn't apparent to me in time. Yeah. But no, no, you know what? I wasn't there. I wasn't in the room. Right. Yeah, you weren't because you guys heard the I was there. from the kitchen. I actually, right. yeah, I've never seen any of that. Okay. <laughs> I only saw that on the show. So obviously, as like a like watching it and you know, being separated from those moments, I wasn't there as a fan of a show, you know, as a watcher, you can be like, oh, that's hysterical. Right. Um, do I think they were planned? No, I don't. But, no, no, it's uh, just something she's fallen back on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, but I actually never, yeah, I never saw them in real life. So I, I have this theory that Sutton Kyle sort of fight like sisters. Do you agree with that? Yeah. And I think I've actually said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, they seem to have a very, uh, yeah, like sibling type of relationship in that, you know, there's a safety. Weird. It's like, I would say it's like with Jeff, my brother, like we fight so hard because I know we're okay. Right. You'll come out, you'll come out on the other side. Yeah. So like, I think about my first and second seasons of like arguing with people, like I didn't feel comfortable or safe. So I'm also, I also hold back or it's like, or I'm, you know, jumping in how I, you know, but like with my brother or anyone really close, like you just go head on because I know that it will be okay later. So mm-hmm. maybe that's how, why they fight. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they're okay right now though, I have to say, but. Yeah, it's, it seems like there's a, there's a, yeah. a big distance. Um, Obviously your Taco Tuesday event has been a doozy. We, we've already alluded to it. I mean, like it's, we got it to be continued in, in the middle of that, of that whole thing. And Dorit has really been in the hot seat of at least that the first part that we've seen. What did you make of, I don't know if, again, I don't know if you were in the room for that, but you've definitely seen it on TV of her and Garcelle's interaction. I feel like they've had these sort of little interactions over the past couple seasons where Garcelle essentially called her out for what I think was basically a microaggression of saying that she was, that Dorit said she was attacking her. What did you make of that moment uh, and, and sort of that conversation? I walked in as I, I think I like literally sat down and then Garcelle said, you know, that's your privilege. And then right. that's, I think the face was like, what just, I had no context prior, but I was like, what is happening? So, you know, but I mean, look, I went through it and I go through it, you know, more often than I would like to go through it of, um, you know, uh, conscious and unconscious biases towards um, me and and so I've I know exactly how Garcelle felt, and you know I know uh, I can see that the audience is you know mixed how they feel about it, but like until you experience it, like it's 
And also, it's I, I think it's you can give people passes for isolated situations. Right. Oh, but I think in Garcelle's situation, it was built up. A build up. Yeah, there was multiple moments. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, the other big sort of moment in that in your Taco Tuesday sit down was Erica and Denise. And Oh, I was there for that. <laughs> yeah, you were there for that. And to me, it's this... <laughs> I don't want to be unfair to Denise, but it kind of feels like an uneven matchup. Like Erica is so, I mean, she's such a seasoned pro of the housewife and she's proven over the years that she's down to just kind of cut to the bone and go for the jugular, right? What did you make of having a front row seat to that matchup? And do you agree that it's sort of uneven? Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's even, but <laughs> that's not like, that's not saying bad to either person. Oh no, you know no definitely not. Definitely. Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. That's not bad. It's just, it felt like, they fight so differently. Hmm. They argue so differently. Their perspectives are so different. So I think that a matchup like that would inherently look like it did. You know, I was just in shock because for months, you know, Erica had been very low key and you don't see much of this, but it was Garcelle actually kept saying like, God, you're so different. You're hmm. so different. And she's like, I'm not going there. And like, okay. So then what I was like, whoa, like that was the Erica that I, I actually felt like I knew more of, you know, but you know, at the same time, I think Denise could have been clear and I, you know, but again, I, I wasn't, I have based on what I've seen from old uh, seasons, I assumed it was not about that table conversation. It was about what happened with her um, and Brandy. And I said that at the after show, mm -hmm. um, but that's just as a viewer. You know, and I, you know, I think when, I think people understand this, when you're fighting someone, you actually are fighting about something else. Totally. Yeah. You use, right? you use something as an excuse to get into it basically. Yes. Yes. Like your anger or your, whatever it is inside you is actually fueled by something sometimes, some, not always, but you know, and you, it's like hard to go there because maybe it's too painful. You want to go. So I think that that's what it was. I think there's other things in internal to her that but that was what she used and i think erica can do that but erica yeah. wasn't let her up totally well it's like well you're when you're on tv like this you have to be clear about what you're actually arguing about or at least present your case in a clear and concise way right and but that's so, something that i've learned the hard way yeah too, of course you know and because when you're not on tv it can come out sideways and then but you're still getting out what you want but on yeah. tv it's a totally different thing because um as an audience you get perspective based on seeing what's happened in the past. So, mm -hmm. so you apply those things where in real life you can't. Yeah. Is and there so is fascinating. Yeah. Like, is there a moment? Is there a moment from your past two seasons that you felt like you weren't able to present yourself in the right way? Like what what's a big moment that stands out to you like that? Not uh, to rehash it. I'm just curious if something sticks. No, out. Not, it's not rehashing. Yeah. I'm just like, oh god, like I don't yeah. want you to become what you think. But I think, you know, explaining my own my body stuff, my eating yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. stuff and how the girls approached it. I think, and still to this day, I feel like it's such a sensitive topic for me and it's so close to me that when people are seemingly flippant about it or judgy, I it's not something I want to fight about. It's not a mm. fight. You know, I already fight every day with myself. So I don't want to fight them, you know? But I look back and it's like, if I could stand up for myself in a different way, in a more clear, concise way, I would have. Yeah. Um, because it does sort of, it's the way, it's the reason why I am the way I am. 
mm. in so many ways. And so I think if I could have explained that better, right? Um, this year is, I think I am better about it. But uh, yeah, because when it's so real, it's 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 hard to find the words sometimes when it's that kind of entrenched in you, right? Totally. So, Crystal, I'm glad you got the opportunity to clear up this whole thing, the whole thing of the side with Gertie and disinviting her from the thing. I'm I'm glad you got the opportunity to talk about that on Watch Happens Live because I was at this like Art Basel event thing with with her. It was like with with Meta, and she brought it up, and I was, and that was before you addressed it. And I, I guess my just only follow up question on that is: Have you two spoken since you cleared it up publicly and and just buried the hatchet? Because it felt like more of a misunderstanding, I guess. Well. I was surprised that she had said that because, you know, it's funny. Like we we were together at Kathy's taking photos and people were like posting them and like, you know, she did. We were just together mm-hmm. and then and then I started getting messages that like Gertie was. I think this is what I really think what happened. Gertie was fine when we talked about it and I was really clear because I said to her and I actually said this to Larsa. I said, had Gertie. I started this kind of little cocktail party with Gertie. Larsa, you would have been disinvited. She's okay, I get that. And I said, but Larsa lives on my, it, it all just started because Larsa lives down the street from me, yeah. on my street. So it was like, why don't you pop by? And then she then said, oh, blah, blah, blah is in town. Can she come? And I was like, oh, okay. Then I invited like four or five people on Bravo and then their spouses, you know? And so when it happened, I think Gertie, you know, she said, like, I can be in, you know, I'm okay. And I'm like, look, it's just like, I just, I met everybody once, you know, and with the spirit of this, why don't we hang out Kathy's? And she said, mm. fine. I think probably post that, she started to get more upset. Mm. Yeah, she she kind of, she, she yeah. sat in it. Yeah, she, she sat, sat in it. it. And I think that's what happened because mm. our texts were lovely and we mm-hmm. were, out. and so I actually texted her. I said, I'm getting these messages and I can you just explain what's going on? And she definitely did not get mad at me in the text. She she said, I'm sorry that Larsa put you through this. And I said, Larsa did not put me through this. She didn't make it public. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I just said, you know, at the end of the day, like I said earlier on this this call, I said, you know, we have to go to bed knowing that like we're being honest and direct. And I just said, you know. Like, I just wish you well. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, everything's fine. She's like, you're, she wrote, you're the sweetest, heart, heart, all this love stuff. Again, I met once and, you know, I was like, I wasn't going to really get in. I I don't know these people enough to get into it, but I have to say, Larsa did not make this public. Right. Yeah. We wouldn't wouldn't have known about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 She said, oh, someone asked me about a party and I thought it was, they were talking about yours. I said, you did? Like, she was, they were talking about Kathy's party. I'm like, well, I would have assumed it was Kathy's party because why would they know? That was the big one we all knew about, right? We saw one yeah. photo from your yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's fine. Look, people get upset and people, again, things come out sideways at people yeah. as opposed to saying like, this is really upsetting for me. And I would have maybe, I don't know what I would have done differently, but I genuinely didn't know what was going on with them yeah. until the day before. Because, you know, your social media starts pushing things and I'm like, whoa, I'm like they, I think they really hate each other. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not good between them. But again, how one, how would you have known? And two, like, I think that yeah. your, your perspective on it makes complete sense to me after you've explained it, so. Yeah, but yeah. thank you. But you know what? I I actually still think Gertie's lovely. And I think yeah, she is. I just want, you know, I think, again, I ended up sort of becoming slightly collateral between the two of them. And, you know, not to say that I don't have my part in, I mean, this was my 
house and stuff like that. But I think the emotions were has been so clearly high between that, like anything that ha- it was like to get back at each other. That's yeah, that feel like totally. Between. So I, I yeah, think I think it, it yeah that me. yeah we can we can we can move on from it. But I feel like yeah, yeah it's like yeah. I mentioned your your sit down with Nick bio, which I thought was really a great watch and a great listen. I thought found a comment that you made on that pretty interesting, where you talked about how like you like to film stuff and then just sort of leave it and not bring it and not keep talking about it, not keep dragging it through the media. Like it's kind of like let's film it, let's have it be on the show, and that kind of be it. Has there been anything that has been hard to treat in that way, like something that you were like, oh, like I, I kind of want to to drag this out and like and like kind of keep addressing it? That more. More my first two seasons, not this year much. Also, you know what? Because I've gone through two full cycles yeah. of the show. So I understand that at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what it's like, it doesn't matter unless something was like crazy in my life. I don't know. But the audience comes full circle anyway. To They're going to feel however they feel about you. Mm-hmm. They're going to see whatever they want to see. You know, it's sort of the like two opponents. Some people are going to be Team Erica, some of you. Team Denise. It doesn't really matter as yeah. long as you're both being honest and you're both being who you are. As long I notice that like when I get like weird negativity, if it, if I really, if it's how I feel, it doesn't bother me. That's right. like my circle. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna be honest and it does it actually is irrelevant. Yeah. But no, it doesn't like I just don't want to live in that. Like it's it can be toxic while filming. So like I, I'm too busy and and I have too many things to to worry about, like my kids to like. And I, the first two years, I spent way too much time in rabbit holes and feeling bad about yeah. whatever. And it's like it doesn't serve me. No, no, it doesn't. Serve, I don't think it serves any. I don't think it serves anybody to be too in the weeds with anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, it's like no one else knows I'm suffering except myself. So why suffer? You know. So. I just do it. And, you know, yeah. it's not like I'm perfect. You know, I certainly. Of course not. Look, we all know, feel yeah. when I rewatch it. But I, I've been much better. Like, yeah, good. Yeah, good. It's just now occurring to me, Crystal, that you joined Beverly Hills at a pretty crazy juncture. <laughs> you know, it was it was the Erica of it all season. Last year was the Aspen of it all season. And this year it's this whole I mean, there's a lot going on this season. So it, you you kind of joined the show where there's sort of like this extra spotlight on everything too, right? It's like the eyeballs have never been a bigger on 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 the show you're on, which is and it, it's a, that's a tough it's a tough time to join. I will the show. say, like, I remember some of the girls who had been on for a while. They would say to me, like, it's like almost unfair, you know, the, the when you joined, mm. like it's really. And I also joined. I got my first call from a casting person two weeks after lockdown in March, 2020. So I also like joined the show during peak COVID, during the BLM movement, during anti-Asian. I mean, it was like, and then this was all happening with Erica. And I mean, it was a lot. And here I am, you know, plucked out of, you know, nowhere (laughs) (laughs) and asked to do this show. So it was, it was a lot of learning curve for me, but I don't, I think if I had been plucked in, done it today i still would have struggled of, I mean, of course it's just i don't think i would have been like oh that was much easier certainly now. not certainly not it just it felt it feels like the now that i'm thinking about the stack of things that you had to uh address and deal with has been pretty high and pretty pretty weighty it, it, another comment that i saw make a, a headline relatively recently was you were on sheena's podcast and you said that 
Brenna's not here and you and you didn't know until she wasn't on the show uh, what kind of impact she was having on you. Like until she was gone, yeah. you weren't aware of that impact. What did you mean by that? Every person that comes in changes the dynamic. And so I walked in. That's all I knew. I knew it was like, it felt like there was right. a lot of OTs that I started with. And then even Kathy, who's brand new with me, she felt very connected to the show already where I wasn't. I was truly like the newbie. But I think knowing now my third year being into it, how different I am than year one, how different I would be if I was in year, I think Rena was seven or eight. Um, just sort of how they navigate the show and navigate everyone that comes in and their mm -hmm. old friends. So when you pluck someone out like that, who's so connected to the show and is, it really changes it. Like, so I, I think that would have felt that way with anybody. Like mm -hmm. you know, someone like Diana, who's new, who I knew before her leaving is different because she navigated, she was newer than me. Right, right. Totally. Someone who's been around for so long, like an OG, like Rena. She, she was setting the vibe kind of for the whole yeah, cast. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because I don't set the vibe, they do. Mm, mm. So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the season that's obviously focused on Kyle Mauricio and, and her friendship with Morgan Wade and all of that. And, you know, one thing you said on Nick's was like, that you think that playing with marriages and bringing that up can be a dangerous game. It can be kind of a slippery slope. Um, but when... In Kyle's case, at least, it's making so many headlines outside of the show and outside of filming. That's a difficult thing to not bring up, I'm guessing. It, feel, yeah. it must feel like an elephant in the room. And it felt like in that moment at the dinner party, at the weed dinner party, when when Sutton was like being kind of vague about what's going on with your marriage, is there something you want to tell us? It, it felt like she wasn't being specific in the same way she was being specific about the Erica stuff a couple seasons ago. You know what I mean? What, what do well, you make of how... Right. I, I'm I'm assuming because the Erica stuff is stuff that's factual and filed. Right. Factual meaning like the the there are numbers. There are it's in an yeah. article. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where where Kyle stuff is pure speculation. Mm -hmm. Right. There's not going to be numbers attached to that unless there's a divorce. You know, mm -hmm. like filed. So I think that's where it's different. I don't know. I mean, of course. Clearly, Kyle was has been talking about her relationship and, you know, obviously fast forward to today where they are in their marriage. But, you know, I just get – I'm maybe it's just inherently just culture who I am. Like marriage is very secret and like yeah. that's not to be toyed with unless there is something. I don't know. I feel – yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I – I, you're in a tough spot even having to – be asked about it. I, I totally recognize that. And I also am one of the few married with young children on the show. Right. You totally. know what I mean? So I I just I just wouldn't go there. I just it's just not, you know. Well, I also think you've done um, something uh, more factual, yeah. I guess. Conversely, I think you've done a really excellent job of protecting your marriage and your kids and your family from being the subject of anything. And so I think that that kudos to you for that because that's Again, as we've seen, that's not easy to do, I feel like. So, I mean, I here's the thing, though, fast forwarding to today again, you know, I mean, a lot of people say where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So, like, it wasn't mm. like um, Sutton was wrong. Right. Totally. No, it's it, it, wasn't, it wasn't out of left field necessarily, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Crystal, obviously, you said there's you're in, in the thick of it for the rest of the season as, again, we don't know exactly how, but um, when you're thinking about the reunion, which I'm assuming isn't that far off. Are there things 
maybe not even to have to deal with the second half of the season that like you've seen in other people's scenes or in other people's confessionals that are sort of top of your list to bring up or address? It's funny. I was actually talking with Rob, my sacred <laughs> yesterday about it. Cause someone asked me, Oh, are you getting prepared for the reunion? And I was like, Oh God, Rob, I have to like focus. And he's uh-huh. like, don't do that. Like it's good advice. Like, you are. Yeah. Rob was like, first of all, nothing this year is, is that like, nothing is like swirling around you. That's so confusing. Even when you have a lot of stuff going on, it's like, and have, it's not confusing. So it's like, he's like, just be yourself. Don't, overstudy, which is inherently who I am. Uh-huh. And like, cause I want to study, I want to do things like by the book, right. that's personality. And he's like, you, he's like, every time you do that, you fail. Like you can't do that. So he's just like, you know, think about the past, think about the things that you might want, you know, like bullet points of what you want to say that you, you weren't able to in time. But other than that, like, don't, don't just overdo it. And I actually agree with him. I think that's great advice. And I love that you guys can be a sounding board like that. He can give you a a harder truth, you know? Yeah. He is sure my balance. Good, good. Uh, And lastly, you know, Crystal, I said at the top of the call, we've done interviews each and every season. And I feel like they've mostly come sort of in towards the middle, kind of at this juncture. And almost every time I ask you, would you do it again? Would you come back? And, you know, I feel like now I don't even I didn't even think to ask you that question because I feel like it the vibes I'm getting from you, the the sense of getting from you is that you are in a really good place when it comes to the show and what it entails and what it asks of you. But I feel like in past interviews that we've done, I didn't get that. I asked you because it felt like you were more uneasy with it and more questioning it. Is is that accurate in terms of like your kind of up and down relationship with the show? Completely accurate. Like, yeah, yeah, you nailed it. (laughs) Yeah, the first, my first two years was very, like, I was not sure if Mm -hmm. it was right, or if I was right for it, you know. But it's not that today I sit in in this couch, like, I'm right for it, it's right for me. It's like, I'm just more, like, allowing it to happen. Mm. And I just, that's sort of my POV now, of like, again, watching it and re-experiencing it. Like, you just have to, like, let it go. Because at the end of the day, it's it's entertainment and it's fun. And yes, it is our lives and it could be quite tough on all of us. And um, and it is, but I signed the you know contract. I chose to be here and um, I'm just allowing it to happen and and try to find as much joy in it as I can. Good. Well, I'm it makes me really happy to see you finding more joy in it and I think having more fun with it. And um Again, I think you bring a lot of great stuff to this show. And so I'm excited to see what this what this back half of the season has, has in store for you. <laughs> that makes one of us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. You're so generous to, to come on so early in the year. And um, again, I'm looking forward to the rest of this and um, always love chatting with you. Thanks, Gibson. Yeah, of course. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes. And subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on YouTube to watch full-length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And keep up with all things Gabbing with Gabe at Gabbing with Gabe on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gabe is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth, and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest booking, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support, and see you next time.